Do you realise, Varden, that this renders you liable to seven years' penal servitude? At those terrible words, I stopped as though I had been in a moment turned into stone, stopped with my lips parted, my very breathing arrested, clutching at the book under my arm, with no sign of life or movement, save the tumultuous thumping of my heart. There was what seemed an interminable pause, and then my father replied, Hardly, I think, Otway. Technically, perhaps, it amounts to a misdemeanour. Technically, repeated Mr. Otway. Yes, technically. The absence of any intent to defraud modifies the position considerably. Still, for the purpose of argument, we may admit that it amounts to a misdemeanour. And, said Mr. Otway, the maximum punishment of that misdemeanour is seven years' penal servitude. As to your plea of absence of fraudulent intent, you, as a lawyer of experience, must know well that judges are not apt to be very sympathetic with trustees who misappropriate property placed in their custody. Misappropriate? my father exclaimed. Yes. Mr. Otway replied, I say misappropriate. What other word could you apply? Here is a sum of money which has been placed in your custody. I come here with the intention to receive that money from you on behalf of the trustees, and you tell me that you haven't got it. You are not only unable to produce it, but you are unable to give any date on which you could produce it. "'and meanwhile it seems that you have applied it to your own uses.' "'I haven't spent it,' my father objected. "'The money is locked up for the present, but it isn't lost.' "'What is the use of saying that?' demanded Mr. Otway. "'You haven't got the money, and you can't give any satisfactory account of it. "'The plain English of it is that you have used this trust money for your own private purposes, and that when the trustors ask to have it restored to them, you are unable to produce it. To this my father made no immediate reply, and in the silence that ensued I could hear my heart throbbing and the blood humming in the veins of my neck. At length my father asked, Well, Otway, what are you going to do? Do? repeated Mr. Otway. What can I do? As a trustee, it is my duty to get this money from you. I have to protect the interests of those whom I represent, and if you have misapplied these funds, well, you must see for yourself that I have no choice. You mean that you'll prosecute? What else can I do? I can't introduce personal considerations into the business of a trust, and even if I should decline to move in the matter, the trustors themselves would undoubtedly take action. Here there followed a silence which seemed to me of endless duration. Then Mr. Otway said in a somewhat different tone, There is just one way for you out of this mess, Varden. Indeed said my father. Yes, I am going to make you a proposal, and I may as well put it quite bluntly. It is this. 
I am prepared to take over your liabilities for the time being, on condition that I marry your daughter. If you agree, then on the day on which the marriage takes place, I pay into your bank the sum of five thousand pounds, you giving me an undertaking to repay the loan if and when you can.'